season one of the Wet Bandits podcast. I'm your host, Mike. Just going to say really briefly to always follow us at facebook.com slash wetbanditsband and Wet Bandits ba- band is a <laughs> bag. What's Wet Bandits band is the handle for the Twitter and the Instagram also. Uh, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, we're going to take a short hiatus from the podcast after this to kind of hone our skills at uh, putting some new features in, keep more up to date with Instagram and Twitter, which is something we've never done well, but we are hoping to do better in the future. And with this episode, uh, Kevin from The Fair Weathered and Sam and I talk about Oasis's third 90s album, Be Here Now, and then we'll compare it to the other albums that we've mentioned previously. So without further ado, we'll get right to it. Uh, the, drug, the, the drug album. They're starting, starting to get a bit more. So are we ready to get into it? Okay. Kevin, do you have any... I'll let you intro it if you want, if you have something... You want to talk there, about there's it. an interesting fact about this album. Oh, good. Which is which shocked me. At the time of release, this was the fastest-selling album in British chart history. Mm. At the time, um, and then obviously, lots of drug use on the album. Um, you you can hear it's just blanketed in, in in guitar work. There's a reason they were doing a lot of cocaine in the studio. <laughs> the the engineer was too. Sure. Um, and then I know as far as just like Liam and Noel getting along, I'm pretty sure that Liam recorded all his vocals while Noel wasn't there. And that, ah. was, that was intended. So this is kind of basically like the pinnacle of the issues that yeah. that, ha- that has plagued them since, so to speak. Um, with that said, I, th- I still think it's a really good album. Um, I know that it got... Uh, you know, cr- critically, it's tough to follow uh, what's the story with any album. Um, but I mean, Don't Go Away is one of my favorite Oasis songs, like top five for me. Um, and I think, it, I mean, sure, it's, it's tough to, to compare it to the others that came out before it, but I still think it's good. I still like it a lot. It's certainly better than than any than most stuff that came after it mm-hmm. up there. So mm-hmm. it's it certainly is in a weird. It's in a weird. It, it takes on kind of a a role of its own because I don't. I I've heard Noel Noel hates it. Really? Whenever, whenever he is like, oh, I just don't even remember recording it. I think I might have heard that too. Which you know he may just be saying that to say that, but you hear musicians say that a lot mm-hmm. about something that like when people reflect on it, they don't reflect on it favorably. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah, I hate it. But I mean, in the first you didn't time, hate it at the time though. Yeah, like the first, you don't hear a painter. Well, maybe you do. I don't know. I just feel like when it's your art, you shouldn't be shitting yeah. on it. And it's it's it is certainly more like over the top. Yeah, for sure. But I also think the kind of in a backwards way, they, they earned the right to do that. I mean, it, it, you could say it's like an exper- experimental album or whatnot in that regard, just because they, they have the, the long song lengths. But like, what bands haven't done that? Yeah. That achieved that type of success. So, uh, I like I like the album a lot. I, th- I, d- I think it, it it drags at times. There is a lot of filler, too. Um, but I think that is more so... Uh, kind of sh- showcases the issues they were having at yeah. the time. It does, there are some disjointed moments, yeah. which probably wouldn't have been the case if they had recorded it at, at a happier time of yeah. their band life. The, <laughs> you were kind of touching on it, 
this album is like so self-indulgent. Mm-hmm. It every song is a minimum seven minutes, yep. <laughs> like, except for I think one. But like they're so long, which you know that's that's a mild complaint. But you know we talked. I think we mentioned when we talked about Anna. Anna yeah, I was just about to say they, like you're gonna ask. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what I'm gonna ask. Oh. But what I'm gonna say is that. The, the only beef I sometimes have with some of these songs, not all of them, but I don't really like when bands repeat things just for the sake mm-hmm. of repeating them. And there's a lot, a lot of that of on here. Um, yep. But that, that would really be, in, in some ways, my only complaint about the album. I, before we get to what you were going to say, I wanted to throw in, too, I talked about the video for Wonderwall being you know, really huge. There are only two times, and I don't think this is hyperbole, I think there are only two times in my life, you know, music videos are dead now, but like, when Bullet with Butterfly Wings came out, that was like the most anticipated music video I can remember. Like, Smashing Pumpkins were really famous, and that video came out, and it was an awesome song from a much anticipated double album. People were like losing their minds about that. And I think the second most anticipated video is Do You Know What I Mean? Everybody liked What's the Story Morning Glory, and when Oasis was coming out with another album, people were dying to yeah. see what the next song was going to be. And that song is sweet. Yeah. Like, and the video is sweet. There's like a helicopter. Like, it's totally overdone. It's just like the album. <laughs> it's completely overproduced. But that song is sweet, and the video is sweet. And I, don't, I can't remember any other video. You know, I was a little too young for... Heart-shaped box would probably be like a similar comparison, but also the production of heart-shaped box wasn't like videos were still kind of low budget, you know. Which, that, which was what made them cool though. Yeah, they're true. Like, they're, true. They're, they're much yeah. more like oh, we've got like a room and a half to work with. That's Let's true. Try to figure out ways to dress it up. That's true. But uh, anyway, the do you know what I mean? Video was, in my recollection, super highly anticipated and pretty much paid off. Mm. What were you gonna? What did you think I was gonna ask? Do you think drugs <laughs> yeah. make good records? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I can always go to like Revolver and Sgt. Pepper's as like the baseline. Uh-huh. Um, as long as I think combination of drugs and personalities. Sure. So like they, it's, this album sounds like. I mean, there is what was it? I took one review said. It's cocaine set to music. <laughs> That's album. pretty good. And the reason they were doing that is because they were all probably on edge because they hated each other. Yeah. So like, there's a difference between like hating each other and, and, and doing coke in a back bathroom out of spite because your brother's recording vocals versus like doing a bunch of acid and recording Sgt. Pepper's to like get to that next song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the, in the right context, I think so. That's funny. That was a, that's a good review. Yeah. We were talking about it with Enema a little bit because there's a bit at the end of the album about how all the great music that 
um, was made throughout our lives wouldn't exist without drugs. So the question was more, could Be Here Now have been as good as it is without the cocaine? It'd probably be less self-serving. Probably. It probably wouldn't repeat like the same bridge three times in certain songs. But maybe it wouldn't exist. I don't know. That's it's, maybe that's what got them through recording the album. That's maybe, the other right. thing. Like, well, that's um, and not to we don't want to rehash too much since the, it was the previous episode. But what Sam the point he brought up kind of was that a lot of the music that comes out during a certain time period often reflects the popular drugs of the mm-hmm. time, it's which is pretty interesting thought yeah. I, that I hadn't thought of. Um, it's a good point to bring up too, because like seventies. I mean, heavy heavy drugs were starting to become pretty mainstream, and mm-hmm. you can kind of see that. And I mean, Led Zeppelin came about, and they kind of changed. They basically paved Ozzy Osbourne. They, stuff got metal or rock and roll got kind of slower and a bit. I don't want to say darker, mm-hmm. but certainly like took on a different. It wasn't the Beatles anymore. It right. Wasn't kind of that British invasion stuff mm-hmm. anymore. Um, but you can also like attribute that to the fact just like trends in general yeah but i th- I, I mean i do think in culture culture alone, yeah. the whole deal um so so that they i think they are synonymous with each other yeah. obviously and then like you know grunge i don't know which i mean i don't think the 90s were, were really mirrored specifically to any sort of drug, like all the drugs have been figured out by then. Yeah. It's just basically like what you chose to do. Yeah. Um, and o- the Oasis loved to do cocaine. Yeah. Because they thought they were on top, they were on top of the world. <laughs> right. You know, so like, and, and I, I can see how that led to like the, the demise, so to speak, um, or at least the issues that, that took place after that. Um, but I, I get... I, to- I totally get the idea that like some decades or, or time frames of music can be synonymous with the drug culture that was going on because more often than not, the people that were in the drug culture were the ones going to the shows too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and, and then you have to take into account like 70s were different because you just got over like the awful civil rights so there was a bit more like let's not all be assholes to each other so like that the music can also reflect kind of the mindset too i think a bit mm-hmm. um for better or for worse too um which you know is showing up today too to an extent I, I, as you were saying that i was like i was thinking about now yeah yeah that's so i mean it's there's lots of different Lots of different things that can affect the general landscape, I think, of, like, what is mainstream. Because whatever today, whatever main, is mainstream today, I'm not a fan of. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, yes. Um, yes. But, yeah, that's why you guys are in the 90s band. My classic Yeah, all that is so true. And on it, I was glad I brought it up. I actually, when we brought it up for the two album, I kind of thought it was going to be a dud like a throwaway question, but it ended up being kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> while you were talking, I was thinking to myself, you know, a guy that walks into a band that he isn't a part of and says, I'm taking over now and we're going to be set for rock and roll stardom, that's the kind of guy that's into cocaine. Yeah. That guy's not smoking. That is not a mellow dude. Nope. You know, he's into cocaine. Grab life for the bolts. Yes, right. So, 
let's let's get into the songs and then we'll we'll kind of wrap up the three albums then and maybe talk about where each of them stands and I actually have some overall thoughts about just the the collection too mm, yeah. and so if you guys want to get into that we can um, Sam do you have a best song yeah uh, do you know what I mean word yeah that guitar man uh huh yeah. Dude, he just has some good tone, bro. He does. He's got that if, tone, bro. <laughs> you know, I never, I never learned how to play that song, but in my head, and the way he strums, it sounds like the same progression as Wonderwall, just set to like more of a rock song. Mm -hmm. It might be like slightly different, but they're very similar. But obviously, certainly, very different. He certainly songs. repeats the same chord patterns, mm -hmm. and then just figures out ways to make them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Kevin. Mines don't go away. performances maybe in their entire catalog mm -hmm. um, and I think when I when I heard it I think I was going through some high school typical high school shit so it resonated a bit more um, and then it stuck with me uh, I, I I think I downloaded it off of was it Napster what was the other one LimeWire LimeWire was a little later a little later were you into Audio Galaxy no dude Audio Galaxy was the bomb uh -uh. it was like under the radar when we were in college, we would just album, 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 <laughs> and then you would like come back from your first class and you'd have 30 new albums. So you guys had the fancy, you did, I had still dial-up at my parents, so I'd have to... The, well, I was in college, so we had the TS, TI-80, whatever it was, back I'd, in the day. I'd literally, I'd, I'd do like an album, I'd start it at like, I don't know, it'd be like a Friday, maybe like 1am, and then like I'd wake up and I'd be like, oh, you've... We downloaded 70% of this album. Yeah, and I can't remember, there was something different about Audio Galaxy, like, I don't know if maybe Napster, you could only pull from one file sharer, mm -hmm. or something, like, and Audio Galaxy could pull oh. from multiple, so it was also faster. Oh my god, it was sweet. But I never used any of that stuff. You're too young yeah. for it, man. Oh, it's yeah. a good thing. Spotify. Also... Spotify, shout out to Spotify. Game, most game-changing app in the last 20 years, yeah. as I'm concerned. I, I was... Audio Galaxy and Napster is the like perfect example of people like how human nature is to not stand up for your morals. Mm -hmm. Like I was totally against Napster. I was like, this is crazy. Like people people should have to pay for this. This is stealing. But when push <laughs> came to shove and I wanted something, <laughs> I was getting it. Yeah. I will say that I usually bought the album later. If I down I, I justified it wrongly, yeah. but I justified it by saying this is me previewing it. If it's good, I'll buy it. 
the, the basis for like my music collection, I'd go to the Bexley Public Library and mm -hmm. rent CDs and then just rip them. Like we had one of the first like sure Mac the Mac desktops and then I just rip them Ball. and they're mine. <laughs> and then sure enough, like one of the Y2K viruses wiped it out. I lost it all. <laughs> oh no. But Don't Go Away, I think was probably one of the first five or six song Oasis songs I ever had okay. downloaded. So, and then I just assumed it was from like the, the early, well, I guess it's the early days, but like to yeah. me, it, was, it resonated. And then I found out it was on Be Here Now, which some people claim is, is shit. I think it's great, but um, yeah, I just think it, it sounds good. It's, it's a good song. It's kind of low key. I like it a lot. Yeah. It's also my, I think it's the best. It, best it, album or best song? Uh, best song. Don't Go Away might be, I think, I think maybe their best song, period. Oh, wow. Like, I... You like it a lot. It's beautiful. It's yeah. actually beautiful. Like, when they... The, or, the orchestra, like, builds throughout the song, so when it gets to the last chorus... Because it, it's mostly horns, and then... Or, I'm sorry, it's mostly strings... I might have it backwards, but it's either strings or horns for through most of the courses, mm -hmm. and then the, when they repeat the second course at the end, they add the horns or the string, whichever one isn't playing. It's so good. That song is so good. It gives me goose, the goosebumps every the, time. The way it comes in is just the typical null in the box riff. Uh -huh. He's figured out a cool way, cool way to, to uh -huh. do something with it. Yep. It kind of has a slow burn and then continues to build throughout. And then the end of it, I think there's. It's just like a very low key ending, no mm -hmm. no vocals really. It just kind of mm -hmm. ends with the with the music. I think from start to finish, it's a perfect song. Yeah, it's really good, really and it doesn't bother me that they kind of what you were saying. It doesn't bother me that they drag it out for another minute and a half after but the song's even actually over. In the in the crazy thing is, I'm looking at the the track the 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 amount of time each song. It's the second shortest song on the album. Six thirty. Is it? I got four. Or I got oh no! Four. I was just asking. Was oh, four, four, almost five minutes. It's not even five yeah. minutes. Yeah. Without the end, mind. without the end, it'd be like a modern day uh, wow. top forty song. It'd be like wow. three, three thirty, right yeah. there. Yeah. What's the shortest one? Um, I hope I think I know. Oh. Okay. All around the world. It's... No, the reprise doesn't <laughs> count. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Sam, do you have? I I should just not. I should have asked mm. you before. I have a whole thought about the album. I don't oh, really nice. have any. I like thoughts. Should we save it till we're done with the songs? Sure. Okay. What's the worst song on here, Kevin? All around the world. I want to hear why, and that's not my it's, worst it's, song, but I also won't argue. <laughs> I think it's very repetitive, and the first time that I heard it, I don't know if you guys remember, AT&T was relaunching, oh. and they like had this, like, everyone holding their hands, like, on, like, a bunch of different, like, four, like, huge travel destinations, a very typical, like, communications type of business ad, and all around the world was the song. Uh, and it played 
non-stop. And yeah. it was just like synonymous with me getting my first AT&T uh, cell phone. Yeah. And the service was awful. So like I just, there's there's multiple <laughs> reasons why I hated it. And it's just, I think it's very repetitive. I feel like if it, that song is kind of explains like a little bit of the album's laziness because there's not much there's not much movement to it I don't think no but yet they stretched it out for seven minutes uh, you mean stretched it out like added an extra seven minutes right yeah because it goes there's, there's more than ten minutes doesn't it, it? The, well it's got the the actual song itself is clocked in at nine twenty one but then there's the 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 they got another version of it, the reprise. Reprise. Dude, I am not. That word. I know some people say reprise. Reprise. If they're here, that's probably right. Reprise. 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 Dude, I am, like, I am almost certain that when I played that in my CD player in my car, it went past the ten minute mark. It wouldn't surprise me. So it feels. It certainly feels that long. Yeah, it like, is long, and I could be wrong, but. You were saying how it's repetitive. I almost feel like it's on purpose. I feel like they set out mm -hmm. to do a super long. And that's song. what I'm. That's what I'm saying. It's like that's it's a long the, that's song. That's the ultimate song. It's just being an oasis long song. Mm -hmm. Like that's to me the, the that's a long song. Yeah, the the whole composition feels lazy. It is like, super lazy. The the course. I don't even think it's that that catchy. It's not all around the world. Like that's what that's what like. It's can all you imagine being at that uh, seeing them live and them playing that song? Like it'd be like, God, I'm gonna sit down the now. next one. Yeah. Right. And, I'm and, I'm with you. And Stand by Me is a long one, but that's one of my favorites on the album too. I mean, they're all pretty damn long. They're all they're all long. <laughs> but somehow, like that that one. I mean, and they released I think the AT and T factor, and then just like it just doesn't go anywhere. So I think it's like four chords. And there's a weird bridge that just kind of sounds like a muddled mess. You've actually kind of convinced me that that's the worst song. Uh oh. But a I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Yeah. That's what, a point. Your... One point. That's the only point we've ever given. <laughs> Woo! I'll but take it. I'll take I'll, what I can get. I'll tell you what I put down. I put down getting better, man. It's getting better. Parentheses, man! Exclamation point. It's getting It's not even that much of a knock on the song. It's more this song to me, or this album to me, is like the opposite of Morning Glory. In that, I had a hard time deciding what my least favorite song was. It was between All Around the World and this song, but it's not like terrible. It's just like kind of there. It's okay. There. It's fine. There's it's a lot not of great. It's their songs, but. Um, it's just like a filler song at the end that I'm just not that into. So I don't even have that much to like bash it with. It's just not. Is it great. like a cheese pizza with no toppings? Yeah, there you go. The, the crazy it's still thing good, is, but just throw a little garlic on yeah. there and just yeah. make it perfect. The the album ends. There's like 16 minutes of album mm -hmm. that ends, and it's two fucking songs. Right. And it's all around the world, and it's, right. it's getting better. Uh huh. And like. Yeah, all the songs to begin with were a little long, but then you're like, wow, they really outdid themselves with the ending here. No kidding. That's their version of Pink Floyd Animals. <laughs> without, without, like, the genius <laughs> behind it. Yeah, without the genius. Fat ass, dude. Yeah. Okay. I have so that on record. Great. Hidden Gem? Pink Floyd. Hidden Gem. Kevin? 
I hope I think I know. seconds. Nice. It's the shortest song on the album and it, it's, it feels a lot happier than the rest of the album. There's the, it the, does. the lyrics. The lyrics are a bit more uplifting. Um, I think the vocal pattern is is pretty smart. Um, the song is, this, the way the song is displayed on the album, it's I hope, comma, I think, comma, I know. But the way he sings it, I hope, I think, I know. It like comes out of nowhere and then you're like, oh, Oasis, they're, 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 they're witty about that. Um, and it, I think vocally it's it's one of his best. You can you can definitely hear the the drugs on his voice in this uh -huh. album, um, which is an, another reason why "Don't Go Away" is is a standout to me mm -hmm. because like he makes the rasp work and it like brings out a bit more emotion. But on this too, like the the vocals are great and and it's just straightforward, start to finish. Um, it was that or My Big Mouth, which I think is awesome. I love My Big Mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I love that song, it's, too. Uh, that's, that's one of my favorites on there, too. There's a lot of filler on this, but the songs that, that hit, I think, they, I think they're great. I yeah. I think they're all good. Um, you know how I said I was going to put some Fuels clips next to, <laughs> next to some clips from Be Here Now to see what... Uh, just imagine the line where Liam's like... Um, if I ever hear the names we call, and if I stumble, catch me when I fall. Like that is that sounds like fuel. Like if you if I stumble, catch me when I fall, people won't be able to tell the difference. I mean, they'll be able to tell because I just told them. But stuff like that sounds so much like fuel. No, yeah, I see it too because it does get a little nasally. Also. Yeah, he right. has to. Mm -hmm. Half the range is gone. Yep. Um. My hidden gem is Fade In, Out. To me, the guitar sounds the most different. It's kind of like dark sounding, which I generally like. It sounds like it's in drop D. I don't know that it is, but it sounds like it is. It definitely feels heavier. Yeah. Yes. Um, the the harmonies and the vocals are cool when they uh, um, like when they're coming out of the verses. Um, I don't know. It's a cool it's a cool song, but I had a hard time. My big mouth would have been my second choice too. I didn't know this, but Johnny Depp plays slide guitar and fade in. Really? Yeah. 
Which I think is like... That's an interesting fact. About yeah, Oasis. interesting fact. I hate Johnny Depp. Really? I hate Johnny Depp. He, yeah. plays, he plays in Marilyn Manson's with, band He plays occasion, in a bunch of stuff, which I think is so lame of the bands, because... He yeah. had, but the, the story on Johnny Depp, he actually tried to make it as a musician first in Los Angeles, before he was cast on whatever... I'm sure. ...did the trick. I'm but sure he Maybe did. he had those roots, like, established, I don't know. And that's fine. Like, okay, Johnny Depp, like, his main gig is music, but... Okay, there's a reason you didn't make it, bro. Like, something didn't go right for you. He's just playing too much in the box. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but even if he's great, even if he's pretty darn good, these like Oasis is not thinking, okay, we need slide guitar on track seven. Who's the best slide yeah. guitar player we could find? Oh, Johnny <laughs> Depp. Like, no, oh, they're, just, they're just getting... Either Johnny Depp is asking these people if he can oh, play with them, or... They just want a famous person yeah, to be. Yeah, it's like the Foo Fighters' latest album. They have like Justin Timberlake. Yeah, Paul like, McCartney's yeah. on well, it. Justin Jesus. Timberlake is like a very talented vocalist. Uh-huh. That John, no one, the average person right. is not like, yeah. oh my god, did you see Pirates of the Caribbean? Oh my gosh, yes, Johnny Depp is great. And did you know he plays a killer slide guitar? Like, <laughs> no, no one does that. So you can hear it. Yeah, I'll be here now. Yeah. So. I, I hate that, but that is that's my hidden gem. So we got to wrap up what were th- these three, I guess. What would I have to say about? Yeah, say it. Yeah, this record. General thoughts. I put it in. I'm like, I was listening to it. I was like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, my then like my instinct, you know, came in. I was like, you know, I bet this is one of these records that you listen to ten times. And it's the tits. Yeah. It's like I bet it's like one of the best albums, but you have to listen to yeah. it. Like you have to listen to it a lot. Yeah. But I those are some of the best records, man. It's true. Yeah. Well, it's well true. the growers are always nice. Usually, yeah. it depends on like. I mean, the reason I think these albums are the best is because everything they released after the fact was never as good. Mm-hmm. Um, in retrospect. And to be honest with you, the first time I listened to this album, I kind of felt the same way. Mm-hmm. But and I was comparing it to the to the first two. Um, but then knowing the backstory after the fact, I'm like, ah, oh, it makes sense. Yeah. They they basically made this album to just like capitalize on the the popularity they had already done, while they were at war with each other too. Yeah. So I get it. I guess the fact they made anything maybe is a is. Is a victory in its own right too. Yeah. Because I mean, how many stories do we hear about? Like, I'm still waiting for System of a Down's next album. <laughs> it's never happening. They hate each other. <laughs> at least, at least Oasis like put it aside and, and made some money off of it. So. Yeah. Well, what do you um, I, I don't know. Where do you think, if you were gonna rank the albums, I when I do when I ask people if they want to rank albums, I feel like that's final. But I feel like there's still some things left to be said. So if you, if you feel like you can bounce off of this topic in any way, feel free to do so. But if you were going to rank these for you, what's the best one and what's the worst one? Personally? Yeah, you first. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Unless you aren't ready to. I yeah. thought you were ready, that's why. I would probably, me personally, <laughs> I'd probably go with their debut first. Okay. And I would go with, oh, dude, I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. But they're close enough. Yeah. At least on a first to... listen, that they're not close yeah. enough to easily say like. Because oh, I gotta is... give be here now some time. Mm-hmm. You gotta let it simmer. A bit. But right, but your initial reaction was right. that be here now was the worst, probably. Yeah. Okay. Gut check, which is fair, I think. Because mm-hmm. you you're like, I've been listening to this for 15 minutes, and I've heard three, two and a half songs. Yeah, and I don't know if Kevin well, would li- agree. I'm, oh, I'm used to Metallica records, so. Well, yeah, well, well, true. True. But Metallica records, for the most part, they're not self-serving. They're not going to, like, play this. Just they just ca- have just 10 different, different parts. Yes, they, there's, there's <laughs> orchestration to it. Uh-huh. Kirk Hammett's a better... He can play outside the box. He occasionally moves. <laughs> <laughs> he can play. And then you've got uh, Hetfield, who's arguably the... I, you can't even call him a rhythm guitar player. We've said the same thing no, on this podcast. Rhythm, he's not a rhythm guitar player. No. By any means. He's a lead guitar player in my, practically any other way. My cousin, a uh, huge Metallica fan, uh, we, he, we got talking 4th of July, and he was like, how hard would it be to me for me to learn like Metallica rhythm? And I go... There's a difference between Metallica rhythm and regular rhythm. Uh-huh. I'm like Metallica rhythm, like it's gonna take you like two, probably two years of straightforward practicing. If you just want to play some chords, it'll take you like two months. <laughs> but, and, and they're both rhythm, but like mm-hmm. not tangent. Metallica's the best. <laughs> I grew up. On, I grew up on that shit. Um, did you know that? Did you know that Kevin was a Metallica fan? I did. Well, my brother was like he would always be jamming like the the hardcore metal in the basement, and then I just had to listen to it whether I wanted to or not. And I, you know, that that was one of the reasons why I think like I started playing Blink One Eight Two stuff to like learn, but then like I always wanted to be able to play Metallica, so it was kind of like the carrot dangling in front. Yeah. be here now is definitely my least favorite. Not in, not in a bad way, but just I'm actually kind of surprised you said that based yeah. on what you were saying. Yeah, and then I think I agree with you, Sam. Uh, definitely, maybe I think I like a little more than what's the story because it has less filler. It's their first album, which is by no means easy to hit, mm-hmm. like all the bases at first, and then I do think there's enough variation of songs to show. Um, like their potential too. That's the, the only the only gripe I have about it is that Noel doesn't sing lead on it on any songs because I think yeah, I think he that's deserved, a worthy he deserved that right mm-hmm. on the first album. But who knows what happened? Yeah, uh, I'm not doing this just to be contrarian. <laughs> I think "Be Here Now" is my favorite. Hey. Um, now, if I'd probably stop it after nine songs. To be <laughs> like once all around the world comes on, I'm like, okay, I'm finished. But to me, I felt like there was hardly any. F- the filler is is barely filler. Like, I love uh, my big mouth, magic pie, girl in the dirty shirt, like all fade in, fade out. Obviously, the the hidden gem, like every single one of those songs up until all around the world. I'm like really into. And I can't say the same thing for What's the Story Morning Glory. And or definitely maybe. I think definitely maybe is my second. And I think I like Morning Glory the least. Only because I feel like half the songs are filler. Their Morning Glory singles I think are a little better than definitely maybe's singles. But 
I think that definitely maybe as a whole is yeah. better. Which is usually, the, I think, as far as I'm concerned, that's the final argument. Mm. Like I listen to albums for the the sake of flow and yeah, yeah. Thought, like thought, entire... thought behind it, thought behind where you're placing songs. Right. I'm uh, so glad you say that. My favorite yeah. author is Chuck Klosterman. I think it might be Klosterman, but I'm gonna say Klosterman until he comes on the show. Chuck, <laughs> Chuck come on the show. Chucky, Chucky and K. He, what I love about him is that his thoughts on music are very similar to mine. But he often says that the only thing worth listening to are singles. Which, that's a paraphrase, but I totally disagree. Mm-hmm. Like, the album isn't the album without the other songs. Like, I'm usually yeah. judging the album yeah. on the songs yeah. that aren't singles. Yeah. So, I'm glad you said that. Well, I just, I, I also He's appreciate, smart. like, the novelty. Like, people, like, oh, it's a theme album. Like, yeah, maybe a theme album, but, like, putting a, a, a themed album together versus a bunch of individual songs is, is more often than not harder to do. Yes. So, yeah. So, like, creating a... a a, a grouping of music that all has some sort of like similar tie to it versus like this song's gonna be about breaking up, this song's gonna be about drugs, this song's gonna be about sex. I think that makes it a bit easier than like I mean this I Green Day, uh, well, American Idiot. Uh huh. Yeah, it was it, it most of its success probably wrote on the fact that a lot of people didn't like Bush at the uh-huh. time. But the fact of the matter is, like, it does have a theme to it that's not just, like, politically driven. There's lots of elements to it. And, Which, and, and I think it was a stroke of genius on their part, because that's what, like, made them famous again. Again, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, that song was huge. That song put them on the map again mm-hmm. after, like, basically yep. struggling for four or five years. So. By the way, when you were in the... the when you finished, sorry. Yeah. I yeah. kind of interrupted. When you were out talking to the officer, we were talking about live and how Throwing Copper was huge oh, okay. and their follow-up was not good. The same can be said for Insomniac following Dookie. That album's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Insomniac's okay. Mm-hmm. It's just like it had to follow, follow Dookie, Dookie oh, yeah. which was awesome. But um, I know we didn't prepare for this, but I kind of, if you can think of an answer, I'll go first so you guys can think while I talk. But I wanted to bring up what I think the, the greatest... What I think sets Oasis apart from other bands, like what what makes Oasis so much different? Because I think it's hard to pinpoint. So you have an idea, Sam. I think it's their swing, bro. Do you? Yeah. How so? What do you mean? You can just tell, like, don't look back in here. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Wonderwall. That all has that kind of like swing or that and actually that beat you were doing yeah. could fit and live forever yeah too. See? No, <laughs> that's what it, it makes there's the ties that binds the guitar the story I mean it's like it's like the Beatles man well yeah yeah it's like that's the kind of recipe mm-hmm. and I don't know if that was their intent yeah but maybe that's just maybe how it works that's what I'm talking but that's the kind of thing I'm talking about for me um when I started listening, I never thought about that. I actually bought definitely maybe just for that. I didn't own it. I bought it just for this. So I was listening to it. You're the one that buys the records. Oh, yeah, still. And thing. I buy CDs. Same. I <laughs> now, I know uh, I'm not into the vinyl revolution yet, but, or re-revolution. <laughs> but what I notice about Oasis is, like, if you want to listen to a recording of a band that probably sounds exactly the same live... It oh. has to be Oasis. Now, we've talked about that with Tool also, no, but yeah. this is different. Tool records an album on Pro Tools and then recreates it live. 
these albums sound to me like Oasis set out to be like, we want the album to sound like a live album. Um, Kind of what you were saying about Supersonic, how the guitars are like set on top of the drums. Like it, it is, these, all three of these records are just like full. Mm -hmm. There is no empty space, which I know I've said I don't like that about some like Foo Fighters albums Mm -hmm. and stuff, but it's not the same here. Um, there's, it's just, the only way I can describe it is it's so full and the, the way they use the reverb and the way, the, the mix they use, it just sounds like, especially definitely maybe, sounds almost like a live album. Yeah. You just know that it isn't. And I can't think of another band that puts out records that sound like that. Yeah. Um, and I think you can say that for all three of these, just definitely maybe it was the most evident yeah. to me. I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up because I th- definitely maybe I thought the same thing. It sounds like you're hearing a live album, mm-hmm. and I guess they this album they struggled with getting the the, the recordings down the way they wanted them. Really? Until finally, Noel was like, "Fuck it, I'm tired of us recording our parts in separate rooms." And and they did a full room, and then had a, and they did a full room, but I guess they still had all the stuff mic separately somehow, uh-huh. and then they turned it over to the guy who produced the this and the, the other two albums and he kind of figured out where to turn up turn down where to put some mod on so like they, they went in with that mindset and I think the one thing I think separates them apart is just the attitude behind it mm-hmm. from like the live live perspective yeah. too mm-hmm. like there's an edge to them mm-hmm. like seeing like you can see them fighting on stage with each other telling each other to <laughs> fuck off like whether 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 some of it was fabricated or not, I was gonna ask. Which which I'm sure some of it was, okay. you know, or maybe it was just genuine like br- brother relationship. I mean, I love my brother to death. Have we gotten in like knockdown fights before? Absolutely, but I think that's just part of of brothership to begin with and, and brotherhood. So I I understand that. And then you throw in the fame and all the 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 everything else. Um, but I think just like the notoriety, and then just I mean they were great songwriters. No, uh, no doubt, like the songwriting is really mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. for sure. And they were, they they had lots that they could do. They could do balls to the wall rock and roll blues yeah, straight yeah. rock, and then they could scale back and produce a song like Wonderwall. And it's it's tough to find that kind of variety. It's you can't find that variety today. Not in, not in the on the top forty shit today. Mm-hmm. Um, you could find and, and yeah, I, I just don't think there's been a band that could capture that what they had. And I and I think it was lightning in a bottle for the the years that they those three albums came out too to an extent. Like it was kind of like perfect timing for it to happen, but it worked. Mm-hmm. And and that's why we're what's it twenty year twenty years later. Oh, 23, yeah. 24 years later, we're, we're talking about them. Yeah, I looked at my watch, like that would tell me how many years. <laughs> yeah. How many hours ago? Was <laughs> <it>? <laughs> how many hours? <laughs> well, do we have anything else about those three? I don't, th- I don't. I don't. Well, this might crash and burn, since we Uh-oh. didn't prepare for it. But do you want to, we were talking before we started about family bands. And we were, I, I think, more, the list. we were trying to figure out, like, what is, what could we, what could we go over? Do, do, do we want to talk about the best family bands? Do we want about, 
talk about the biggest like train wreck family bands, and I think we were all kind of surprised at just how many there are. Um, pull up. Yeah, we were pulling up lists and of of bands with family members in it. Uh, just off the top of my head, Van Halen, Stone Temple Pilots, ACDC. Um, we asked. Are the Doobie Brothers actually yeah. brothers? No. <laughs> They're not. Jur the jury is out on the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> the Almond Brothers, they are real brothers. Almond Brothers are real brothers. We figured Skinner probably, there's like Pantera. 20 members, so they probably have some. Shockingly. Pantera. Nope. Not Skinner? Skinner doesn't, you would think. There'd be, there'd be a couple. Siblings. I thought there were two Van Zants in Skinner. I think you're right. Maybe it's, it's, maybe this Wikipedia list is the current lineup because I think you're right. Okay. So um, that that's an outlier. We'll, okay. Let me look it up. <laughs> we uh, Sam just said Pantera. Uh, Kings of Leon is Kings the, of Leon, the right? Most mainstream one. Yep. Surprisingly Radiohead. Radiohead. I didn't, I didn't we were that. surprised. Johnny Greenwood, who I knew, their guitar player, and then another Greenwood plays the bass. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are two Van Zants and Skinner. So. Nice. Uh, no doubt. Eric, Eric Stefani was Gwen's brother, is Gwen's brother, and he was in the band before they got mega famous. The Beach Boys. Beach Boys. Yeah. Jackson 5. Sure. We know who derailed that. Yeah. Joe. So, there's a lot of sibling bands. Oh, My Chemical Romance, that's a shocker. Hmm. Yeah, look, there's, there's many of them. Well, what, I think what maybe we learned then is that just because you're siblings doesn't mean you have to be jerks to each other like the Gallagher <laughs> <laughs> like nothing else most of these bands seem pretty cool with each other right yeah, yeah. they're still a lot of them are still making music right Cage the Elephant there's one okay I don't know the, the ties that bind there but they're on here hmm there's a lot of family bands yeah and none of them fall apart go uh, Greta Van Fleet oh yeah you, know, you said them yeah. too Jet Jet's one alright I, lo I love Jet when they first came out. Did they only have one record? No, they had like they had two or three. I think that their first album was a banger. I saw them at the Newport right like oh, when wow. that just came out. Hmm. They were they they were my not to bring it back. They were they gave me an Oasis vibe. They're all really. Dr they're drinking whiskey, smoking cigs inside. Like they huh. were they they're a bunch of Aussies. Yeah. So like they didn't know any better too. I don't think. Ah. Um, which is when you want to see them. Yes. And then sure enough, they, they had the same similar issues. I know they there was a lot of infighting. Yeah. Um, and I think like their dad got sick or something, and now they're just slowly getting getting the wheels turned back around. So mm. maybe there is hope for Oasis. Yeah. Maybe I would pay. Paris. I'd pay top dollar to see yeah, it. if they no, came that, back. That's why I think why. <laughs> <laughs> no, they know it. They're on my bucket list. They and I've seen lots of bands, and they they've been on the bucket list for way yeah. too long. All right. Well, I think we're I think we're finished. I that think is, we're ready uh, to wrap it up. Been real guys. You guys want to go to the pub? What pub? Just play Wonderwall over and over again. <laughs> um, Kevin, you guys are winner. I think this will go up before you guys play next. Ooh. When do you play next? August tenth. All right. At we're at uh, Park Street Tavern. Ooh. Cool. Come out. The Fairweather will be there. Facebook.com slash The Fairweather. Shameless self-promotion. That's not shameless. That's what you're yeah, here to do, what man. Here to do. Um, 60s, 70s, 80s, you name it. We'll play it for you as long as we know it. 
That's right. Name a band and we can figure it out. Don't name a song. <laughs> we don't play that game. I know that's your guys' game. I've been, <laughs> on, I've been at one of those, those shows and I like it. I think we played Creep on the Fly. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I think it was like the first or second gig I played with you guys. I'm like, all right, figure this out. So by the time this airs, I think we will be at the week of... I mean, we're, I'm going to separate this into three episodes, so by the time people are listening to this, mm -hmm. they'll have figured that out anyway. But this, the final Be Here Now section should air on Tuesday, July 31st, I think. So we'll be playing uh, The Goat in Dublin. The, that's just the Sticky Bandits. Oh, yeah. Sam, uh, the, Josh, the, and myself. The small piece. The nice. small piece, yes. Way to do it. And then, oh my gosh, it's... Uh, Mike and Josh at the Clippers game, maybe Sam, we haven't brought it up to him yet. We've never had drums at a Clippers game, but maybe we'll do it. And then later that night, we're at Lazy Chameleon. So a packed, oh, double, a double packed weekend. So hopefully we'll see some people out. As always, get wet. Get wet. And that's how we'll wrap up Season 1 of the Wet Bandits Podcast with a strange, random conversation about family members in their bands, as well as me mispronouncing reprise. How embarrassing. But there were a lot of embarrassing things that happened during this podcast, and we still came out of it alive. We're looking forward to making this, making some changes to the podcast coming up in the future. Not sure how long this will last while we figure things out. As I've mentioned before, we have a really busy August and September with gigs. We're constantly working to try to figure out how to involve the fans as much as possible and just, you know, general people who might come across this in some form or another. And uh, hopefully we can put something together that's. Not to say that we don't find, hopefully you find this entertaining, we certainly find it entertaining, but we would, we'd love to obviously find ways to improve it and make it a little more interactive than it currently is. So that's what we'll be focusing on for season two. Even though we're not going to be posting things, we're going to be working on it all the time. In fact, we're already working on it as I finish wrapping up this episode. So please come see us out. Like I said, we're very busy this summer. So if you want to go to wetbanditsband.com on the show's tab, you can find all the dates that we're playing. Uh, obviously, we'll keep everyone up to date on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All the handles are wetbanditsband. So for now, and for who knows how long, but hopefully not too long, don't forget to get wet.